0: Could we have jammed more information? in? Yes, yes, we could have jammed more information in if Stu wouldn't have taken the first <laughs> ten minutes to expose you <laughs> for your lies. Yeah, that is exactly <laughs> what I did. It's the most amazing story <laughs> I've heard, uh, you know, about me. Uh, but we had we we had so much to talk about today: the border and the Biden administration. Actually, talking about saying that if you come into Texas and you're illegal, you have to stay in Texas. What are we, Vegas? All of a sudden? No, I don't think so. Um, unconstitutional. We have the governor going to be on with us uh, next week to further that conversation. But we also looked into the latest on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. It is the facts are so clear now. I think this has kind of come apart at the wheels. Um, I I just think that Joe Biden is going to resign because he's tired and sleepy or whatever. But they can't let this be exposed in Congress because it's so very, very clear now on what is going on. We also tomorrow is a podcast with John Dodson. He is the ATF guy that blew the whistle on Fast and Furious. He's only been able to speak out about that because of all of his government, you know, things he had to sign. He uh, wrote to us. We've been trying to get him for years. He wrote to us and said, I have 161 more days before I'm free to speak. I'll call you. And this is the first week he's been able to speak his first interview. What he tells you in tomorrow's podcast, and he was on live with me today. What he tells you about what's going on in the government is truly terrifying. He knows he was part of it. FBI, ATF, uh, and uh, I think he was involved maybe with ICE as well. All of this on today's podcast. The full interview with him is tomorrow. Don't miss a second of this broadcast today. Relief Factor is the sponsor. Uh, when you feel pain, you know, you want to get out of it any way you can. And sometimes that pain just grinds you over and over and over a day. You you, you go to bed and you begin to dread bedtime because you know you're just going to toss and turn in pain. And then when you get up, you dread getting up because you know you're going to spend your day in pain. I went through that. It is horrible. The one thing that made a dent and helped me get my life back was Relief Factor. please try it. Thousands of people have tried it. In fact, it's uh, over a million now people have tried it and still consistently about 70% of them go on to order more. So it doesn't work for everybody. But if you can get out of pain, isn't it worth a three-week trial? 1995, try the three-week quick start. Take it as directed and see if you can't get your life back like I have. Relieffactor.com, 800, the number four, relief, 800, the number four, relief, relieffactor.com, feel the difference.
1: Two. the best of the Glenn Beck program hello Stu Glenn how are you in your moisture wicking underpants oh uh,
0: my gosh mm-hmm. I just had to say them you know I just had to say that I, I don't want to give away the brand uh sure. but man moisture wicking underpants it it makes a difference it, it freaking does they're it great does. they are mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. Okay. uh, now that we have that out of the way, let uh, (laughs) let me let me start with uh, the latest. I mean, should we start here? Should we start with the latest on Joe Biden and his his incredible lie that is now just completely falling apart? Or should we start with the really great story coming out of Atlanta on the attorney general? We have more information. Thanks to Andy. No on that uh the ADL
1: uh or we could start about uh talking maybe with your net worth uh, pardon me reading a little bit about your net worth today I've got some questions you have some you where were you reading about my net worth I went on a very reputable website and learned <laughs> all about everything that you have and I was a bit surprised really yeah because you know you you try to act like you're the everyman yeah you know that you can well that's me with I mean I people. think you
0: listening to me I mean you're like no, he's half-chick. He goes to Broadway shows. Mm-hmm. He's just like me. Yeah, doesn't right. know anything about sports. Doesn't know anything at all. Although, I did watch the Chiefs last night. Have no idea who won because I went to bed at halftime. Okay. But it was good. The Chiefs did not win. I, they, they did not win. We lost 21-20. bad. I hated that. Yes. Hated that. <laughs> there you go. Okay, anyway.
1: <laughs> uh, all the receivers that caught every pass in the Super Bowl dropped every pass last night. Now, none of them can make any plays at all. In, in game one of the regular season, but in the Super Bowl, most amazing players of all time. Let me tell you That's something. not any
0: frustration from an Eagles fan or anything. I have to tell you, that last drive before halftime, it's great. And then, when it gets down to about 29 seconds, 30 seconds yeah. every time, doesn't that seem like it takes forever?! yeah this is it's like you walk out 29 seconds you come back eight minutes later and they're still playing
1: you're like what the hell and it's like 27 seconds now on the clock yeah lots of dramatic sports time is something guys usually complain about which is why I came to you as being an everyman because you are you have the same complaints you're the one that changes all the baseball rules so the game lasts now 12 minutes (laughs) thank you for that i don't want to stay i don't like baseball so can you make the game shorter
0: i love baseball I'm sure you do. Riddled with ADD every once in a while. You forget you're at a game. Like, nothing happens That's for so long. Okay. And you're like, hey, wow, I'm at a game.
1: Look. Mm. Now, I want you to know, when you're yeah. listening to Glenn talk, and he's talking, oh, well, Bidenomics isn't working. Seems to be working for you, according to this website, that that lines outlines everything you own. Really? Yes. Okay. You have a net worth of $370 million. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You have I mean, an a- right. annual income of $50 million. Holy. $9 million in book royalties. Every year? Uh, yes, every year. Holy cow. How about this? Uh-huh. You never explain this because I, I met your dad before he passed. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Didn't seem wealthy to me. Seemed like a guy who had worked his whole <laughs> life as a, as a baker. Right, yeah. Uh, apparently, you inherited $10 million from him. I did. Yeah. What wow. never said a word so wait, this so little I, I built this company sounds a little different after you hear that little nugget wow america my dad left me ten billion dollars million dollars
0: baking was good for him and you know when he was making those donuts he's like i'm gonna leave my son 10 million dollars sold a lot of donuts my guess is looking donuts.
1: at you mostly to you yeah that's my guess <laughs> but again i don't know how you'd come up with the right, money just right it's a little bit confusing so this seems a little inaccurate oh i disagree with this it's on the internet right okay okay all right well okay. let me ask you we can, we can fact check it with some of the other stuff they okay. report here all right for example how many yachts do you own <laughs> and i want you to be honest about it because you no know, i'm looking at the number so you just how many lo- yachts yes. do i own i know what the number is are you going to admit what the number well is? i would say it's less than one less than one less than mm-hmm. one do you want to stick by that i do want to stick by that incorrect you own five i do <laughs> I own, own
0: five, five yachts. Is that one for each finger on one
1: hand? <laughs> I, what, I mean, you're the well, you're you know the guy. it's one for every work day of the week. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you also have uh, two hundred luxury watches. Really? Only the one private jet, which does seem a little odd, considering how much about the other stuff. Well, I you only have. need one plane to five to fly to one of my five yachts. That's. That's true. That's yeah, a good point. Okay, That's a good yeah, point. Thank you. Bitcoin eight million dollars. Bitcoin eight million, which is pretty I impressive. Wish that was. Now let's talk a little bit about your home because I have been to your home. Yes, it's a very nice home. Yeah. Uh, however, I apparently haven't taken a full tour. Okay. Because uh-huh. you recently spent one point nine million dollars to build a custom car garage on the property. Wow. Yep. Wow. That just that sounds pretty That's, nice. It's weird because uh, you can't see it. You come
0: to my house. Mm-hmm. It's so well built. It blends in. You okay. It looks
1: like a backyard. Mm, okay. You can't it, even see it. Now let me ask you this: Is yeah. it maybe because I've been to your home in Texas? Yes. And I didn't go to your brand new thirty-six million dollar, fifteen bedroom mansion in Florida. Is it? Is that what the problem is? Did wow, I go they to the wrong? Found
0: home? out about
1: my home. Well, <laughs> as and, it, as the hang on. So, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So I have a. Th- how much did I pay for this? Thirty-six million. Ah, I was thirty-four. Okay, so but, they're way off. Yeah, uh-huh. so I've got a mansion. 15 bedrooms in Florida. 15 bedrooms.
0: And you know how, like, you normally everyone would say, okay. I, you know what I have to tell you, this mm-hmm. is a little unfair. Because 15 <laughs> bedrooms, only 10 bedrooms, five of them are occupied by the yachts
1: you keep them in a bedroom wow very large very large bedrooms very large this would make sense as i read more detail because you could say okay well they're just making up numbers right they're just you know ai generating text to say no it doesn't sound like that at all no No. No. and and i will say it doesn't sound like that because they give very specific details for example that property that you just bought Uh for 36 million dollars earlier belonged to clint eastwood oh we are like this Like this, you've always said you wanted to meet him. Yeah, and I didn't know you bought his house.
0: I I was, you know, he was surprised that he had a house Mm. uh, in, uh, but he's getting older now, Mm -hmm. so it was worth a lot more.
1: But I. You know, I ripped you. Him. You nailed him yeah, on that Yeah, nailed one. him on that uh, And by the way, think about this next time you hear Glenn back talking about how much the price of eggs have gone up, for example. Right. Let me just give you some details about uh, your home. that You would not tell the people. Okay. You wouldn't tell the people this. Right, okay. If I just didn't surprise you on the air, sure. this, this people would never get this information. Right, and you don't know this because you've never seen this. I've never seen it, but I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the reporting And you're one of my best friends. I'm, I'm yeah. reading the reporting on this. Right, okay, all right, okay. So I bought Apparently, Clint Eastwood's home. There's before... some amenities in this mansion. Amenities. Okay. I, wa- I want to go over some of these. Yes. Number one, mm-hmm. a dance floor. <laughs> well, you. Why you would you know not tell me. me? You know me in dancing. Okay, yeah. I
0: am a dancer. You and are. I've,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you go I into more depth go, on that other than just saying I, the word again. What? <laughs> Could you go into more detail? You just said the word. You repeated the word dance. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. dance is my life okay
0: okay not a lot of people know this right you know like a lot of people don't know i'm a painter that's true they i'm a better the dancer than i am a painter and <laughs> i know that's not saying a
1: lot mm-hmm. but that's why i have a dance floor let me ask you this how many outdoor pools do you need how i thought many? i i would say two is enough well i, I for think Glenn. five i think five now you only have three i only have three <laughs> i have three. have three outdoor pools but you, well you do have an indoor plunge pool Right, which I guess is well. That's when Tony Robbins comes okay. over, and yeah, he just likes to plunge in the pool. Now, the, you also have a tennis court, a bowling alley, <laughs> two guest houses. This one's kind of true: Doomsday Bunker. <laughs> That one is actually kind of true. That is the true. first thing on this that is actually kind of true. But I, I, look, and I don't want to call you out on the air. Okay. okay, You don't I, want to. Even though I just right. did. But okay. I, I felt it was necessary, especially to like, let's say some of our, um, uh, we have a big audience in Utah, for example. Right. Yeah. They're going to be very disappointed in you. Oh, Number boy. one, you're a recovering alcoholic. Number two, you're a Mormon. Right? Yet you have a wine cellar with 3,000 bottles of wine. That is inappropriate. Thank God they didn't talk about the hard liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wine cellar. Yes, that's weird. What about why you live in the Dallas area? Yeah. Why do you have fifteen houses in Houston? Why? Uh, no. w- why? I want to know I why. Sometimes, like, never go to Houston.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's Maybe true. It, You're
1: not there that often. No. But, I, but fifteen I, homes seems like a lot. But it could be part of your real estate empire, which is also okay. Detailed. I have five yachts for
0: for each work day, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build up to 31 houses plus 1 for leap years so I can live in a different house every day of the month. Oh. I think that's reasonable. It does sound reasonable yeah, for you. Right. As as the type of person yeah. you have. They all have dan- they all have dance floors. They all Not have- <laughs> all of them have three pools. Some of them have eight.
1: Some of them have. Eight. But uh what about your uh your uh, luxury cars? 20 of them?
0: Do I have 20 luxury cars? Yes, including okay. a
1: Lamborghini. Wait, Okay, now wait a minute. I
0: do own cars. You have some nice a, cars. I am a freak on cars, on old mm-hmm. cars. How
1: many cars do I have? You have 20, according to this report. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's Just, see if they can get any of them right. Okay, Mercedes-Benz no. S-Class? No. no. BMW 5 Series? No. Lamborghini Urus? No. Mm-hmm. Or was it Urus? Have I you know. look at me? I can't fit in no. a Lamborghini. You would, <laughs> no, it's you not, not good. You're not Lamborghini friendly. Like, right, no. yeah. yeah. Uh, Lexus LS. No. Cadillac CT6. No. Porsche Cayman. No. No. Jaguar XJ. No. Tesla Model S. No. Lincoln Continental. No. How about a McLaren GT? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) This is an accurate report. It's pretty good. And it gives your kind of um, net worth over the years too, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, net worth in 1990 was nine hundred and ten thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. You knew me in well. No, 19- I didn't know you yet. 1990. Yeah,
0: 1995. You know, 97. When did we meet?
1: 97. Yeah. How much money did I have, Stu? Did not. I mean, the, judging by your apartment, not nine hundred and ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't think I had nine hundred and ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you nailed that up to fifteen million by 2000. Right. Hundred and eighty million by 2010, 340 million as of last year, and then uh-huh. just added an extra thirty million on for this wow, year. So Congratulations, is, thank you very much. Like I, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm well, proud of you. I would like. You know, to, you that's
0: know, what happens. Honestly, race? when you live a clean life, you know, mm-hmm. when you live a clean life, you know, then you you can you can have the five
1: yachts. So yeah, um, clean life is an interesting an interesting point because this this report. Goes into some of your troubles with the law. I didn't, I didn't know want I had to bring this part up. I wasn't going to bring this up because I right. think I, I think it is. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think there was a problem here, okay. and I didn't. I, you know, I've never seen this reported before. I didn't hear about this. It's not about that girl I killed. No, no, that was an old. I mean, st- <laughs> okay. That was an old story. <laughs> that was another story. That, yeah, That's right. Okay. That, that they made up. Yeah. Um, this is per Forbes, by the way. One of the, you're one of the richest media executives in the United States. Really, However, per Forbes. This is not from Forbes. Because no, no, there's no
0: way Forbes would. I mean, none of that is right. No, I. Well,
1: some would say. Well, the, what? What do you mean? Some would well, say. Some would say. I'm just saying. It's, not, <laughs> it's right here. I'm saying it. Millions of people are hearing it. Right. That we, you know, yeah. America has heard the it. The doomsday bunker is the closest thing to right. In here, and I'm trying to find where it, it says it did say there was a bit of an issue with you and a bar fight. Can you do you want to f- further comment before I a reveal bar the bar fight? Yes, with yeah. let you had a bar fight. Yeah. I'll just lay this out for the audience so they know. You had a bar fight with a famous CNN anchor. Really? Yes, you had Now, of course, people don't know about this because you settled out of court. Huh. How much did I settle for? <laughs> you settled out of court for 600k. 600k million. Six hundred k million. Six hundred k million, according to this report. Six hundred thousand million. Six hundred thousand million. Really? Is, if I'm doing the math right, six hundred billion dollars. Six hundred, which is a No, it's a lot. I had to sell. I had to sell my other seven yachts to pay
0: for it, <laughs> but. Six hundred thousand million, was, million but it was dollars it. it was it was worth it i yeah. mean
1: depending on who you punched it might have been worth it it who was, who did, did it was it just say, a famous anchor on cnn oh yeah to, well you wouldn't pay six hundred thousand million to punch brian stelter in the face <laughs> now he he's not a cnn anchor as you know oh. he, he, he was let go
0: um, uh, well, I'm drunk.
1: 600k million. The court actually, it's a it settled outside the court. Beck paid 600k million in damages. Wow. I just wish you'd be honest with the audience. Yeah. Like I know these well. things have happened in your life. I mean, there's been yeah. multiple biographies that are actually less uh, accurate about your life than this one. There's uh, no one. <laughs> There's nothing accurate in that at all. That's not what one... that's what I'm commenting on the books that were written about oh. you. They were also... There's not one thing that was accurate in those either. But I will say this is a, it's an interesting revelation. Well... And I, I hope the people now can see, you know, again, that you, you can't relate to them. And at any point, you should get in a bar fight with Glenn, because he's going to pay you a lot of money in a settlement. $600 well, billion do coming your way. Yeah, I
0: wouldn't... I Honestly, I don't recommend it. It's not worth the money. I mean, look at me. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not only... Am I a dancer, a passionate dancer? Yes. But me in a bar fight? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! That's... It's like a third-grade girl fight. I mean, you're in. You, you are. You are in with a girl
1: fighter. You are. It's like someone throwing jello at you from across the room. That's a That's basically how it would feel if you were hit by Glenn. I'd actually like to try that.
0: <laughs> I'd <laughs> like you try to, to be catching would it. You, you, yeah. Right? See yeah. if you could throw some jello my way. <laughs> This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. John Dodson, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? I'm fine, sir. How are you? I'm good. I had a great conversation with you. You scare me a little bit because of what you know um, and, uh, and what you see happening. Um, but I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you a couple of things. Uh, yes, sir. First of all, this story uh, that is coming out of uh, Matt Gates's office yesterday... He accused the f, uh, ATF of retaliating against a uh, Florida congressional whistleblower in a letter to the ATF director, uh, Steve Diebel is a Uh Gates cla- yeah, uh, Gates claimed that ATF agents once again aggressively targeted and harassed one of my uh, constituent federal f- uh, firearms licensees, Chris Smith of the Gulf Coast Gun. Smith had testified in front of Congress alleging ATF mistreatment in June. And it's for this reason he has been harassed by ATF agents again. After Chris's testimony at my field hearing on the weaponization of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, ATF agents showed up at his business unprompted to inspect a manufacturing license that he had held for only six months. Chris had not yet used the license. Uh, The agents had nothing to inspect and they had no choice but to leave. The ATF had previously audited Chris's retail license within the last year. It follows given the ATF is forbidden from auditing the same business twice in one year. The only excuse the ATF had to harass Chris further was an audit of a new unused manufacturing license. The local ATF agent admitted that he had no records that Chris was using the license. But nevertheless, he received a direct order to audit Chris's new license. In addition to this violation of federal law, the ATF showed up uninvited to the home of Christian O'Brien, Chris's store manager, without making an appointment as he doesn't have business hours. He wrote Christian does not sell any firearms or perform any business on behalf of Gulf Coast gun. Christian was not at home at the time. So the agents called him and told him, don't worry. We know where you work.
2: What, What 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 is this? Uh, well, it kind of, if you go back to what we talked about yesterday, sorry it's these, um, it's this concept of total war, alright? If you're, if you believe that guns are evil, that gun owners are evil, and thereby gun dealers are evil, then you go after them every way that you can. You go after them through enforcement, and you go after them through regulatory, which is where these license inspections come in. Now you have to understand, ATF our house is split or I'm no longer with ATF. I'm retired and currently unemployed, but um, ATF is split into two houses. So you have enforcement, which are agents, and then what we call IOI, the industry operations investigators. They're the ones that do audits of licenses and things like that. Now, I can tell you that in the past two years, the amount of audits and revocation hearings has grown exponentially. Um, now, in this day and time, things that would normally just be a warning conference or a letter to a dealer about, you know, your your books aren't being managed according to the law, according to the regulations. So you need to get this in line. They are moving rather they're foregoing all those initial steps and going straight to revocation hearings. Right. And and this is directly, you know, I believe related to, you know, orders coming from, you know, on top from from political machines, from an agenda from the White House. So it's part of this concept of enforce the law on everyone that we can, or everyone that we want to, that we deem enemy, and then enforce regulations to you know the fullest extent, create new regulations, create hardships, put people out of business. If we put the FFLs out of business, then no one's buying more guns.
0: This is insidious. What should that agent have done?
2: Well... <clears throat> Again, they're, you know, they're under oath just like we are and um, your oath is to this nation and to the people of it, to protect and defend the constitution and like it or not the second amendment is part of our constitution. You need to protect and defend it. You can say no, you can stand up and say no. And I I've, I've done it and I know others that have done it and you know we've all paid prices for it some far far greater than I. But it's what you need to do. Some things are worth too much than to just, you know, go along to get along.
0: You paid a really heavy price. You have, you have been afraid of your country, uh, for the first time you've mourned for the loss of what you believe is an honest institution. Um, and no longer believe that anymore. Make the case to people who are in your former situation, that it's worth it.
2: Well, you know, and we, we touched on this briefly yesterday. I was at a point where it—I had a trouble separating my country from my government. I and now I'm—I'm I'm able to do that again. I love my country. I love the the things that my country was founded on, uh, the things that it represents, the hope, the the freedom, you know, those things that now will get me on a terrorist watch list for saying, you know, when you talk about oaths and constitutions. My government, however, has gone afoul. It is no longer there to serve the American people. It is no longer a government, you know, for the people, of the people, and by the people. It's there strictly to exist itself, to protect its own power. Power protects power. And that's what it's involved in. And when someone gets the the reins of that government and they decide they believe that something is bad, be it guns, be it whatever, then they use the whole force of the government to go after that. And that's the most terrifying thing, because once you know, when you know what your government is capable of doing and then you know what they're willing to do, it becomes a very strange world that you live in and a very terrifying one. Say that and, and again. You, say
0: that say that again cuz you you laid this out so eloquently in the podcast if, and I urge you to listen to this podcast. You just said what your government is capable of doing and what your government is willing to do. What does that mean?
2: Well, when you you understand the capabilities that they have to intrude on in your life to you know um, go up on your phones, in your computers, to surveil you, to dig up any dirt that you might have in the closet or manufacture stuff if you don't have any or what you have isn't significant enough. The, tr- the, the, the tricks and the uh, surreptitious efforts that they can go through, that they're capable of, and then you find out what they're willing to use those for to protect themselves and protect the power and protect driving the agenda... It becomes a terrifying world. And most people don't concern themselves with this. They don't think about it because it doesn't happen to them. And it's like, uh, well, it hasn't affected me or or what have you. But then you never know when it does. You never know when that agenda is going to change. You don't know when that focus or that spotlight is going to be put on you. And then everything that you've been doing is suddenly illegal or, you know, against regulations. And then the full force of the federal government, that that you know and much that you don't, is focused to attack you. It, uh, it, it's a terrifying concept.
0: So when you blew world, the...
2: the world we live in.
0: When you blew the whistle, um, Eric Holder was uh, subpoenaed to go to Congress and testify about Fast and Furious, um, and he knew all about it, right? He would have had to answer questions that would have made him perjure himself, or what would the consequences be if he would have admitted to what you guys were doing?
2: Right. So he he was subpoenaed to not only testify, but DOJ, and as the attorney general at the time, he's in charge of DOJ, was subpoenaed for any documents or several documents that related to the Fast and Furious investigation, most of which DOJ either refused to turn over or redacted so heavily. Uh, There's a famous picture of Chairman Issa at the time, who was chairman of the uh, House Oversight and Government Reform Committee, holding up pages of documents that were just completely blacked out, totally redacted. And so Eric Holder was found in contempt because he would not, oblige that subpoena, he wouldn't honor the subpoena issued by Congress. And what I think of, you know, the majority of Americans don't understand is in our checks and balances system, you think, I mean, I, I know when I get a subpoena, I know what happens to me if I don't abide by it, by, right. it, you know, what a federal judge will do for me or and what my agency will do. You know, I'll get fired if I don't honor a subpoena. And for him not to do that and to be found in contempt of Congress, I think it was the first time ever that a sitting attorney general had been found in contempt. Well, all Congress can do is forward that contempt citation to the U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia for prosecution. (laughs) Every U.S. attorney in the United States is a presidential appointee. So who was president at the time, obviously, and then who appointed him. So no prosecution was ever sought. But now, as you mentioned in in your lead up coming into this, that has changed significantly. We are now prosecuting these people that were held in contempt. We're prosecuting those on, on one side of the political spectrum. You know? Correct.
0: Correct. So if you think it can't happen to you, you know, I I would imagine that all of these uh, lawyers that are now facing jail time in Georgia figured, well, I'm an attorney, I'm doing my job. I mean, as Alan Dershowitz said in last week's podcast, this is the, these are the same things that we did when I was fighting for the 2000 election with Al Gore. He's like, same documents. One of them is written by the same guy and they're using that as a conspiracy charge. He said, I mean, this is, it's unreasonable.
2: Oh, it's more than unreasonable. It's nefarious is what it is. I mean, it's, it's literally using the, you know, our system of justice, the United States system of justice to target political opponents and political appointees. It's, it's furthering an agenda. We are so close to having, you know, a, a, secret political police state that's going on in this country. And most people, like I say, don't see it until it affects them. And I forget exactly how it goes, but what's that famous quote, you know, during World War II, when they came for this group I said nothing. When they came for this group, I said nothing. But when they came for me, there was no one left to say anything.
0: That's right. Thank you so much. I really I I can't thank you enough for everything that you have done for the country and everything that you continue to do and and the risk that you and your family have taken. Appreciate it. Thank your thank wife. You, I
2: just want to say, oh, yeah, trust me, I thank my wife every day. She's the reason yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ch- but so there, there's more than me. There were other whistleblowers that have suffered as well, and, and some have come through it, and some unfortunately haven't. And it's, but I encourage those out there in the know, like you can you can stand up, make a decision not to comply with something that's illegal, immoral, or unjust. As a matter of fact, your duty is to the opposite. It's not to comply to that. It's to challenge that authority. All right. You are the first line, those agents and those inspectors and, and the, the prosecutors and everyone, you are the first line of defense. Like it is, it it either starts with you or it ends with you. If they control you, well, you know, it, it's, what we fear the worst is probably yeah. a lot closer than we think. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. He is uh, thank uh, you, sir. You bet. former ATF agent. Uh, we've tried to have him on for, uh, I don't know, well, forever. Wanted to talk to him about more than Fast and Furious. And he wrote us uh, and said, hey, I have 167 days left at the ATF. I can't say anything until then. I'd love to come on in 168. And uh, this is the podcast that we have waited and waited and waited for. You don't want to miss it. Podcast available right now at uh, blazetv.com. Or you can get it tomorrow wherever you get your podcast. The best of the Glenn Beck program. There are so many important stories that I just can't get to just in today's show. And some of them are really, really Positive and important, positive making real headway against this out of control state. Um, I'm going to I'm going to do. I've got like 10 of these stories sitting in front of me. I'm going to do a uh, an extra the Friday extra for Blaze TV subscribers. I'm going to include these stories. If you are not a member of the Blaze, I invite you to become a Blaze TV subscriber, become part of the family. Um, But uh, you can also get all of the stories from every show, uh, plus, plus, plus. Uh, You can get that at glenbeck.com. It is absolutely free. It is my show prep every day. So you will see every story that I am either following or uh, think needs to be on the show or that you need to know about. Uh, It's very eclectic. You can get it free every day. I I highly recommend um, that if you don't know of a service that you trust, or you don't know who's giving you the news, if you think at all, like I do, if you think we're headed where I think we're headed, this is the best place to get your news every single day. It's at glennbeck.com. It's the free email newsletter. Okay, Uh, let me see. I've got one more thing that is gigantic, and I've only touched on it uh, today. I want to go deep here. The Biden administration, according to Fox News, is considering forcing migrants who cross into the United States illegally to remain in Texas while they wait out their asylum screening. Are you out of your mind? First of all. I don't believe there's any constitutional way you can do this, but you want to put the burden on Texas and not all 50 states. How dare you? How dare you? I wanted to get somebody on to talk about this who, who knows uh, Ken Cuccinelli. He is former acting DHS deputy secretary, also the former attorney general of Virginia and now senior fellow at the Center for Renewing America. Ken, welcome to the program.
3: Hey, always good to be with you.
0: Tell me, please, that Fox News has this wrong, <laughs>
3: please. No, you know this administration. It's shocking, but not surprising. You know, um, but this is incredible. When your constitutional comment would would apply to Americans, interstate travel is not something that can be constitutionally impaired for citizens, et cetera but this administration treats people who have invaded this country. Their first step in here was breaking our laws as having all the rights of everyone else around them, which is not legally correct. And yet instead of a remain in Mexico program, which was the most effective deterrent of numerous ones uh, in the Trump administration to uh, deterring illegal immigration they have a remain in Texas program, you know, right when Eric Adams in New York City is saying is calling Greg Abbott a madman for busing, as he and Governor DeSantis have done illegals to New York City. And he's saying it's destroying his city
0: is he we says it will never it. recover. It will never be the same. And how many stew did right. we see what came up from Texas? Ten thousand. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was thirteen thousand. Thirteen thousand total came from Texas. Hundred thousand from all of the borders that the people are crossing. Right, um, but that's minuscule compared to what Texas is enduring.
3: Right, that thirteen thousand is uh, two days heavy Biden administration crossings. Right, two days, three regular call regular days. So. Here they get a week's worth of crossing into Texas and they're crying uncle. And this is outrageous and dastardly so much for being a sanctuary city. This is this is what it costs to put your money where your big fat mouth is. And the Biden administration cares more about illegal aliens in other countries than Americans in this country.
0: This is a direct uh, punishment for not playing ball with this administration I think that fine,
3: do whatever you want. We'll destroy you. Am I reading that wrong? No, I don't think you're reading that wrong. And that comes at the same time that they're suing Texas to take down efforts. Texas is finally making it took two years, but Greg Abbott has finally been trying to repel people from invading Texas. Um, and they, the case is specifically about the buoys they are using, these huge buoys in the middle of the Rio Grande to block, to essentially create their own water wall in a particularly high crossing area to make it hard for people to get into Texas illegally. And DOJ is spending its time and effort and, and, um, and money. resources try, and our money trying to stop Texas from protecting itself. And then is rolling out this idea that everyone who invades Texas will then stay there. So you're absolutely right, Glenn. This is at the same time they're trying to trap illegals in Texas to preserve LA and Chicago and, and New York's sanctuary city status so they can keep political virtue signaling at no cost. Um, They're also stopping Texas from protecting Texas. And by the way, when Texas, Protects their own border. They're protecting all of us. We all know that.
0: So let me ask you, Ken. So is this is this just specifically Texas or does that include New Mexico and Arizona and California? No.
3: Funny thing about that. How about that? What the the reporter who broke this story um, was is a reporter I dealt with at USCIS, which is the legal immigration agency that I led before I became the deputy secretary. Of the Department of Homeland Security, and he has extremely good sources inside USCIS, which is where these regulations come from. Um, so he's not, you know, I may not have enjoyed it while I was leading USCIS. <laughs> but he tends to get, but but he tends to get accurate information of at least what's being considered and thought about. And uh, so, you know, this is an administration effort to zero in on one state. Um, there can be no legitimate rationale to exclude the other border states. There just can't be. Um, but, of course, then you're not protecting Los Angeles, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this kind of BS we've come to expect from this administration, they have been underwater with Democrat voters on their immigration policies for over two years. Democrats don't approve of what Joe Biden does really doesn't do. What does that tell you? Going,
0: going into an election with a...
3: It tells you the, the lunatic fringe has the wheel in this administration. That's what it tells you. And they do.
0: So is do. what are the odds that the people in the administration go forward with this?
3: So this one is so embarrassing. It sounds so outrageous right off the top. That I think shining the spotlight, as you're doing right now on it, may get the plug pulled. They may say, oh, no, 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 we were never thinking about such a thing. Right. We heard yeah, but, that about gas stoves. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, then they go and do it <laughs> yeah. anyway.
3: Yes. So, but realize if they att- attempt to implement a policy like this, Texas is going to be in an extremely good position uh, to sue them. Frankly,
0: Except we and, have and our. To get it blocked. We have our Rhino Republicans and uh, the Democrats uh, trying to impeach our Attorney General, so you know.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I understand.
0: It's always good.
3: I understand. Uh, Yeah, they're a little distracted right now. Yeah, but the Fifth Circuit, the Fifth Circuit preserved the border barrier, the buoys. The DOJ is suing over. They did that. I want to say yesterday, after a judge decided to. Uh, rule against Texas based on a statute while ignoring the constitutional uh, claim of Texas that they have the right to protect themselves under Article 1, Section 10 of the O Constitution, which uh, last time I checked, trumped those statutes. Um, But the judge ignored that, and so the Fifth Circuit quickly blocked his injunction And I'm confident that the Fifth Circuit will flip that and Texas will keep its small water wall and thus have the legal authority to expand it. And then, then really what we should do is ask Greg Abbott to do just that.
0: So, Ken, I was reading Abraham Lincoln last night and he said, we cannot be divided. We can't be a divided country. And his issue in his day was slavery. Ours is, I, I don't know, fascism, Marxism. I, I don't know what they're fighting for, but an end of the America under the constitution. Yeah. And, um, and he said, we will, it, it, it will only end in, in one way. We will either be a nation of all slavery or we will be an all free nation. And that's what we're fighting this battle for right now. And I, I, uh, you know, there are people that say, you know, we should, you know, secede or, you know, whatever. I'm going to move to, you know, the state where I'm betting on. I did it. Um, but it, it, it can't end that way because it, it really will be that nobody's going to stop. Fi- I'm not going to stop standing up for the Constitution. And they're apparently not going to stop, you know, standing up for madness
3: undermining it right
0: right so do you see a way out of all of this what do you see rays of hope or
3: well yes i just wonder if they'll hold and you know there's an old reagan quip about the wisdom of america resides with americans yeah and um ultimately we're gonna we're gonna find out uh is there enough wisdom left and enough americans to see this for what it is, you know, every so often we have to elect a liberal and see the incredible damage they do and go, Oh yeah, that's why we don't elect those people. Um, and, and then, you know, somebody on our side comes in and the other side beats them by creating anger and so forth. And let's face it, Donald Trump does nothing better than motivate opponents, literally nothing better and, um, and they came out and, um, and, and that's continued to happen, uh, over time. But now the radical left has the wheel in this administration. Joe Biden is a walking vegetable and they are implementing a race America policies, a race America's border, a race America's history, a race America's constitution. I just made that up. I kind of like that erase <laughs> yeah. America theory. Um, but that is what they're doing, right? I mean, you, you were trying to put a name on it, but they hate what you and I know is America. Yeah. What makes us exceptional and unique. You talk about it all the time and you're right. And they hate it. They want to drag us down to being just an average other country. Um, and the best way they think the quickest way they think to do that is erase the borders invite everybody in with every other political world history uh, and make them citizens and then let them vote like they ever did in their original country that lo and behold, didn't work there any more than blue citizens move from New York city to a red state and then vote like
2: they did
3: in their blue city. And then they're surprised. Wow. My red state is getting worse. Yeah. There's something to that.
0: Ken, Thank you very much. Um, the only thing you said that I really disagree with is uh, they're trying to make us an average country. I, <laughs> at this point, I'd 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 fight a little less hard if I thought they that that they would stop at us being you know France. <laughs> I'd, I'd in fact I'd like to be France at this point. Ken, thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless. Na,
2: na, na, na.